Welcome to Third to First Youth Baseball Show. We're Tim and Eric, bringing you our perspective, being as we are both coaches and parents. We take a look at and discuss youth baseball from many angles and perspectives. Be sure to find us online at thirdtofirst.com and on Instagram at thirdtofirst underscore podcast. Make sure to subscribe. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's up, Tim? Here we are again. Uh, our special guest today is Jack Impelizzeri. Did I get that right, Jack? You did. All you right. did. Because I heard you walk out. If uh, it's wrong, <laughs> it gets ugly. <laughs> uh, Jack's a diehard Yankee fan, um, but we'll let him in the building anyway. Uh, a, a diehard fan of all things MLB and the game of baseball. Uh, he lives in the Conejo Valley in California uh, since around 2006, and has coached at Thousand Oaks. Little League since 2016, starting from the humble beginnings of T-ball all the way through the majors division where uh, 12-year-olds play. Uh, he's managed three all-star teams and took a travel team to Cooperstown, New York. Oh, God, I went uh, a couple years ago with my son. I, just, I didn't coach, but that was the best. Pretty awesome. <laughs> totally Pretty awesome, awesome. place. A <laughs> great place. Uh, recently, re- he uh, recently retired from coaching. Now he enjoys playing golf, cooking, and baking bread. Baking bread, you have like one of those sourdough man. I do. Oh, I, I got a sourdough, sourdough starter. Man. I feed it once a week, and it's a double-edged sword though <laughs> man, because my listen, pants listen, don't fit. Because listen, I keep when eating. the zombies come, all them skinny people are dead. We're gonna survive. <laughs> in his professional life, Jack, uh, you're an actor, right? Correct. All right, appearing in numerous television shows, theater productions, and TV commercials. Uh, one of his favorite ads was in 2005. When he was cast in a Wheaties commercial to reenact the 1988 Kirk Gibson best home run ever mm. in the World mm. Series, uh, I Jack, got a story about that. I, I tell you. We we want to hear it. Um, in his personal life, Jack's married, two children, and is looking forward to being a dad in the stands. Does that mean you? Does that we'll mean see you, about that. Does that mean you we'll retire? He's going to be dragging. The what's that? What's I that can't mob? call it retire if I never got paid for doing well, you it. Know, <laughs> what's that? What's that mob phrase? Every time I get out, they pull me back in. You're not done yet. Well, uh, you know, thanks for being with us. Uh, we appreciate you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, you're talking about how you're just in love with Major League Baseball in general. I mean, what's your Back, I mean, how that's just a kid growing up. Did you grow up back east? You're a Yankees no, fan. No, uh, so. so that's another story I got for you. No, I, I grew up out here in the San Fernando Valley, but my father was from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, my father's from Brooklyn, from too. from Brooklyn, New York. Sheepshead Bay. Okay, he was from Bensonhurst. <laughs> and a diehard, diehard Brooklyn Dodger fan. So growing up, everything from real little right. was Dodgers, and my father would play baseball with me, throw the ball in the backyard, roll the ball, play catch, really had a big baseball influence with my father. But my sister and I, every summer, my parents wanted to get rid of us. So what did they do? They put us on an airplane and they sent us back east. Now my mother, she's from Scranton, Pennsylvania, so Northeast. Mm -hmm. And so every summer from like maybe fourth grade to about seventh grade, my sister and I would get on an airplane, just the two of us, and go back east and spend about two and a half months in Scranton, PA, in New York, New Jersey. And so all my family back there are all Yankee fans. We used to do a similar thing. We used to go as kids, same thing. We used to get flown back east. And so I go back there, I'm this impressionable kid, and right. all my relatives are like, hey, Jackie, go home and tell your daddy the Yankees are number <laughs> one. They bought me jerseys, hats, took me to the game. So then I would come back, and I'd be like, hey, Dad, go Yanks. 
And oh, it, it, it killed oh, yeah, him. Yeah. So uh, I got to tell you, though, my son, he, he made sure he got his revenge because my son's a diehard Dodger fan. a boy, yeah, right so. here. Right? So you got to go to a lot of those games in when, the 80s? When Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you saw like Donnie Baseball. And, that was, that yeah. was the team. It was yeah. Don Mattingly and Willie Randolph and Mike Pagliarugo. And, uh, I saw all those Rick guys. Cerrone, oh, Dave oh, Rigetti, oh, Cerrone. Dave Rigetti. Dave Rigetti. Uh, bringing I mean, us back, baby. The Necro. It was, it was great. It was great. I loved it. And, and you know, there's something about the classic stadiums that bring it back you know yeah and obviously just, yankee stadium has that tradition that, that, you know, that the, uh, i've been to n- about it, the lore know? the lore i've been to 19 of them and my goal is to go to every major league ballpark and i was i was doing great till i got married and had two kids and then and then it, <laughs> it took, hit the wire, it took a yeah it took a hiatus so but they're older now so we're talking now it's we can travel with them and do things so yeah and they, they to, probably want to go too right well yeah so now we went i took them to fenway actually on this oh, trip to cooperstown fenway park and it, yeah it was great my second time there but they're for mm-hmm. it's awesome I, I yankee fan still but what a, a great stadium and a great atmosphere for baseball it really is yeah I mean that watching a home run go over the over the big green monsters. Yeah, well, like the right, it's one you know Fenway, uh, Wrigley Field, best, you know, and even some of the more you know more recent builds like uh, Camden Yards and what I got the Jake. The Jake some yeah. great places, great yeah, baseball. AT and T is that what it's oh, still yeah. called for the Giants? Oh great. yeah, that place is great. Beautiful. Out, get get out in the bay and wait for a ball yeah. to come out. Uh, but on the kayak. back, the backdrop, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, great place yeah. to see a game. You know, it's funny in um, Encino Little League, they have mm-hmm. a rock wall that's very. It looks, it almost looks like AT and T, and they have the little guys have a home run derby there, and it gets hit into the LA River. That's off. That's off Havenhurst. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So check this out. When I was a kid growing up in the San Fernando Valley, my father sent me to Rick Roden. He had you, mm-hmm. you guys remember Rick Roden? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, he had a, a baseball camp, a summer camp, Valley Cardinal baseball camp, and it was at Encino Little League there. It's a great. And I league. spent a couple weeks in the summers do, doing camp beautiful, there. Beautiful campus there yeah. too. Awesome. And then who has uh, Reggie Smith has Reggie his Smith is there, over right? there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer went there for when he was. Uh, coach pitch. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I yeah. remember when Spencer was going. There. I mean, you're a kid and you get to go there, and they brought in major league ball players mm-hmm. and coaches, oh, yeah. and what a thrill to meet these guys when you're so cool. You know, you idolize them as a kid. Go right. You know. So yeah, I had baseball in my life as a as a young kid, and it kind of stuck with me. There was a there's a point in my life. I played baseball. I played little league at, yeah. at Chatsworth Junior Baseball League growing up, and then around age I don't know 13, 14, um, I wasn't getting any better. <laughs> I, I was really good, right. I think, up until then. And then I just wasn't getting better. I kind of plateaued. Right. Kids were getting better. The game was speeding up. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then all my childhood friends in my neighborhood that I grew up with, they were all really into basketball. Right. And so we started, and we had the middle school near our house that had the eight-foot rims. Uh, we, had dunk yeah. ball. We, had, we had the same so thing. So we would so go play dunk, dunk ball. Yeah, we thought we were it. Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. I mean, <laughs> it, it was... Oh, we did this. We did the same thing. And if if you had a guy that was like six four, he looks like Shaq out there, right? You know. So I we mean, we had a ball, and that's what we were doing most of our time at that age. Then, so baseball, I kind of got a little separation. Well, it's a little from, bit easier too, right? When you're a kid, because you don't need a diamond; you just need a hoop, a ball, hoop, and a and ball a and a hoop. So I think we all experience that. You you kind of start shifting towards the sports that are just a little bit easier 
um, as far as the details of the location and the equipment and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and what your friends were doing. What your friends were doing. You Plus, you could do one-on-one. You can't do a one-on-one. Or you could do, you, know? right. you could if just you shoot get, by yourself, too. If right? We, yeah. right, go shoot. If we wanted to have an over-the-line game, which we did at that same right. school, but you would need, like you say, you'd need like six kids, mm-hmm. three-on-three, but one-on-one, just go out and You know, shoot, we used to so. go out there and, sh- and shoot, but we would bring um, street hockey stuff, too, because you could, you could play either one out there but then we'd always end, you know end up playing some baseball too over the summer yeah so so is uh nick your oldest no nick is my youngest youngest i have a, a daughter who is 15 she played a little softball and, and then uh Togsa, you- thousand oaks girls softball league and then she got out of that um i want to say around the 10 u can you did you coach there or was Nick? Did I, you ever see yourself getting back on a, a diamond up? You know, I did. I coached my daughter. Oh, I love that well, look on was, your face. Well, she was the oldest, so she came first, and it was yeah. a girl. And I was like, well, she's gonna play ball, so I got the softball started yeah. right away, and yeah, I got involved. Um, for me to get back on the diamond, mm-hmm. not until so yeah. After so playing basketball, yeah. get back to that. Then I went out for high school, and I went out um, for the baseball team. I didn't make the team. And so I went out for the basketball team and I made the team. And then I started, I played four years of basketball in high school. And then I didn't get back into baseball probably till after college. And when I got back into it, I think it's just the roots of of having it when I was real young. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and and being, and it's it's in there. And having that relationship with my father, that was a big connector with me and my father was baseball, as I'm sure it is with a lot of of, uh, boys in in the world. Um, So, and once I got back into it, Tim, I did. I started playing softball. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. I played years and years of softball with industry writers, comedians, actors. We played up in Studio City. We had a game every week. Um, it Isn't was, that great? It, it was it just... was great, and I was real into it. And then I had the kids, and then I started coaching them. And that was me getting my fill and my fix for baseball, right? Through, yeah, through and then, like, yeah. And then I'm getting too old to play. Like last time I played <laughs> softball was probably about uh, seven years ago. You know, and I got plantar fasciitis. I can't walk. <laughs> we, my shoulder. I might have to have know, rotator cuff surgery. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jack, we're walking in today um, into the studio, and um, you know, Tim and I are gingerly going down the stairs and there's only four or five stairs right? but we're laughing like all of our friends north of 40 i don't care what kind of shape you're in if you're a triathlete you're off and you're gasping you're gasping for air like, how am i out of breath going going down four <laughs> stairs when spencer was really little he thought it was a requirement to sit on the couch with a grunt so, <laughs> you know that's just what people do right you know? so he would sit down and go <laughs> it's called getting old man yep just wait, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, when uh, Nick started playing T-ball, I mean, did you just jump into, like, uh, managing? You said you started, was it the first year of T-ball? And then you so, eventually got on some communities and things like that. So, yeah, the T-ball thing, um, through Toll, it, it was kind of, there's you get a flyer. At least when my kids went to school, they got a flyer in their in their take-home folder. And for those of you that don't know, Toll is Thousand Oaks Little League. Yeah, yeah. And so they got they got a flyer at school that said, right. uh, "Hey, you know, sign ups, get your friends." Mm-hmm. And right. so he's in school, and then we had some friends there, you know, doing drop off and pick up. You're meeting some sure. of the dads. The kids are playing, and so hey, you got the flyer. So we had about five or six kids, and a lot of them were siblings of my daughters. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so the that's how we kind of already knew, right? Yeah. Right. So then. 
we kind of knew the parents and it kind of organically happened. Okay, let's get our kids into T-ball. And then because of you know what I do for a living, I had the most flexibility right. at a lot of these guys. And so, and I, and I want to be involved with sure. my kids and uh, my father, I love him to death, but he was never coaching right. me. Mm-hmm. He was never like how I am with my kids. And maybe that's why I am the way I am with them. I, I, that's I don't, funny. I don't my know. It was the same thing. Went to everything, but never actually coached right. us in anything. Yeah. So we started doing it and, um, and one thing leads to another, right? You get you get involved, you meet people, and that's just my personality. That's how mm-hmm. I'm here. Because that's I met, how I met. I, that's you. right. I, I mean, met it was you. like a tryouts that one. Right. I didn't know anybody there, and you were the one that like sort of took me in and yeah. told me what was going on and all that stuff. So, well, yeah. that's how yeah. the that's how the, the the water flow the waterfall happens, right? Like I was um, in T ball, and, and you know Tim's like, "Well, oh, Eric, I think you." think you got more than that you can coach and i and i didn't actually really play baseball outside of stickball and and i never played organized baseball so to me it was like a whole new hobby right right? um and then my boys that's all they ever want to play now um so it was pretty cool but that's that's what it's all about right getting people involved and the right people the right people and making sure the wrong people don't get to do it again (laughs) when they listen i think what people lose sight of a lot with youth sports and and from my experience is that it's it's for the kids Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and, and what I hear a lot, absolutely, and, and it always stuck with me with certain coaches and certain is that when they would say, I like if I'm coaching against you, this is not happened between us, but I, I heard coach, I'm going to beat Tim. And Tim, right. and Tim I'm going to beat Jack Tim. aren't actually playing, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. I go, what are they talking about? Like, this is the kids. Like, I want to take you know, it to Tim. A, a friend of ours who's oh, a manager, uh, Uncle Rico. Yeah, we right. Won. After he had won, his team, his kids had won like a, uh, I don't know, what was it? A minors championship. Yeah, minors championship. You know, we're there watching, and he came up to me and he goes, "You got one, I got one." You know, and I'm, you know, when we when our kids won the champ, I sat in the dugout while they did the dog pile. Yeah, I I just that was that it. was not my moment. We, you know, it was you funny know? when that happened. And remember, this is that was actually my first, very first time coaching ever. This guy. Uh, graciously uh, teaching me and um, what he had said to me was you know you understand kids I I can teach you baseball and um, and he did and that moment happened the last the last out right and the kids started dogpiling I was there with another coach and we just hugged each other we Tim was sitting on one end me and the other coach were on the other end we're just sitting there just taking in the moment and watching how excited these kids were but the best part about that championship was Ten minutes after it was done, you know what? Both sets of kids and teams, they're running around uh, playing tag. Right. They don't care. It doesn't matter who won. They're just kids it, having fun. It almost fun. meant more to the coaches than it did like to that's, the kids. That's that's like right. to your point, right? Like, you know. Yeah. So what are we what are we doing here? And and again, what he said to you, which is a great compliment, is that hey, you understand the kids, right? I can teach you the baseball because at the end of the day. I always felt yeah. this is what it's about. Just knowing my history. Right. I didn't play baseball in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. I played baseball up until high school, and that's going to be a lot of it for a lot of these kids. Right. Right. There's only a few of the kids. Now well, you ask, hey, yeah. you ask the parents. You got well, kids going. Yeah. M- you got He's kids got going to the MLB. To Syracuse, but <laughs> but the, the reality is, yeah. if you take the league of 500 kids or however many kids are in right. the league, what percent? Like very small ten percent is going to play high school. Ball. That's right. And you can and you can just keep whittling keeps, it down, yeah, yeah, whittling yeah. it down. So I don't want to hear how great every you know. And again, it's, and that's not what it's about. It's not about that. And some of them, 
some of your best players just say, hey, you know what, I don't want to play anymore. It's okay. Right. It, it's fine. And and parents have to have to be okay with that. Uh, my son said to me one time, and he's uh, Tim knows him very well. He's a baseball fanatic. He he hits a thousand balls a week. He's Good. he just that's just the kid he is, right? But he as a joke one day it was my birthday. He said, what if I want to quit baseball that I said, that's fine. And he looked at me, he's like, really? I said, yeah, because you know what? It's not my life. It's your life. If you tell me you want to do ballet and then he almost punched me in the face, but, I, but that's I said, it's, but it's whatever you want to do is fine. I would only ask that for yourself. You take a day or two and think about it so that you aren't, aren't doing something rash without giving it some thought. I know you were joking about yeah. the ballet, yeah. but I got to tell you, yeah. I knew a guy who played division one football did and ballet he and did for, ballet. Yeah. And he said, the reason I was so good Balance. with the footwork and everything mm -hmm. else that he was a receiver, whatever he was, he did ballet. Right. So yeah. again, it's about the kids. It's, I love what you said. It's not your life. It's their life. Yeah. And we just want the best for our kids, whatever that, that may be. I right. think. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the conversation. Like, the two of us, like totally, that's that's part of the reason we started this, right. was because we wanted to talk about that little league environment, not only with right. the or the rec ball environment, right. uh, with the kids, and uh, every conversation we have, you know, some adults come into it, and then that's where you know you get, it gets convoluted as far as like it's their experience back to what you were saying. Well, I think you'll you probably know this, but the biggest problem with the little league and the coach and youth youth sports and coaching is not the kids no oh never it's the parents and, and it's having to manage the parents you're that's where you're and not the kids kids the kids are out there all you have to do when they're real young right like five to nine is now please don't touch each other and you have to have a, a boundary a, you have to have a, a, a you know one one coach slash parent that's in there making sure they're not hurting each other you know um swinging off each other's arms stuff like that but the baseball stuff takes care of itself and they're out there having fun and they don't usually care five minutes after it if they won or lost. It's the parents, as you said, Jack, that need managing. And that's managing the stands is a huge, I think, theme. If, if for folks that want to get into coaching, managing, that's a big consideration. You're, you're having you're having a lot more difficult conversations with adults than you would have imagined. Right. You but know, you learn that. as you go. See, so yeah. you're, you're one, two, or three. Right. You don't know who the problem parents right. are going to be. Then, but by year three, you go, okay. Yeah. I love the kid, but I can't draft them because I have to deal with the parent. Right. And this is a volunteer position. Right. I don't want to deal with the parent because you couldn't pay me enough. You know, I, I'm not I, but so you, 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 you so just kind of draft accordingly. Yes. And, you know, I always take a, a worse player with a better family because oh, I could teach him baseball. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, yeah, we know that's all part of the pre uh, draft thing is like, you know, OK, this family that love the kid. You know, the dad, maybe not so much. It, or the it's mom, so funny. Or somebody's yelling. Somebody's coaching from behind the backstop. Right. You know, we've, we've talked about that. that. Yeah. It's just. But you don't know that the first few years you're well, at the league. Right. You don't. And you know, when you come to a league, right. it's like. Like you had to come through and see. Okay. No, my first draft at Toll, you know. Uh, don't mention any names. Then. Just. <laughs> I am not mentioning yeah, any names. <laughs> we, we, we all. Uh, but there were two kids yeah. that I picked and the room was silent. Right. And you didn't know why. Well, I didn't even really notice until... And somebody said, no do-overs. No, no, no. I talked to one of the other managers later, and he said, and he was like, everybody was so relieved when you dropped it. <laughs> and I'm like, you're telling uh, yeah. me now. He's the rookie, right? Uh, yeah, right. He's the rookie I was manager. totally hazing, but... 
Like, no wonder he was still on the board. He was still available. Right, right, right. And right. it's also He's like, good. you see, like, kids, they're up, you know, these eval numbers right. we give the kids first round, second round. Right, 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 right. There's like a fourth round, third round kid, and you're down in the sixth round, and that third round kid is still, still there. Still you on know, the board. For a reason. And, yeah. and you ever have those conversations? All of us have probably had them. Now, let's say you're in a room with all veteran managers, right? There's no there's no rookies there. They've done it for at least a year or two. And before the draft starts, maybe the president or the registrar, whoever's running it, says, okay, are we going to talk about so-and-so and so-and-so? There's four problem families, and one of you has to take one. Each Everybody has to take one. Yeah, yeah that You know, and that happens, like, pre-draft when you've got, a, you know, a bunch of experienced managers in there. But it's the, it's the let's be honest, it's the draft where you've got a rookie Manager or two says, "Oh yeah, he's so and so is ranked as a second rounder. He's gonna take him." <laughs> you're just crossing your fingers, right? Yeah, that's what uh, happened with me as a twelve year old. Yeah, I mean, I had a really difficult season. I don't yeah. know if you ever heard about that, but I was getting threats, <laughs> weekly threats. I was from, getting, from a parent. From it's, a parent, it's they're no longer at all people. They're well, no well, longer good. Good, enough, so. they shouldn't be. Jesus, I was yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was getting threats. I was getting. I remember when this was happening, he would call me. I'm like, no, you're not serious. He's like, um, no, I mean, I'm the serious. whole board was involved in, in all that stuff. He actually, are, early in our season, I don't think we played any games yet, he put his hands on one of our assistant coaches. Yeah, um, kind of a, a maniac. He should not be in the league. Not be around youth sports. Again, that's not what this is about. No, no. Yeah. Right. And, you know, exactly. Because, right. you know, I would get, I you know, you want to give every kid a chance. Of course. And then after the game, I, you get a text, you know, not everyone's a pitcher. You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Here's the thing I often ask is like, what do you win? Yeah, what do you win? Yeah, and the room goes silent. Right. You know? I mean, I got trophies. We all got the trophies. It, Listen, some of them say first. Some of them say third. Right. Some of them say. They're, they're all in the same Better spot. Luck next year. They're all in the same they all, spot. They all have the same amount of dust on them. That's right. It doesn't matter. No. It mm -mm. does not matter. You know what, Matt? Oops. You're good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tim just, just hit his microphone. He's are so you, excited. Are you part he's, Italian? You talk with your hands a lot. Well, oh, I, you know, my wife always says to me, hey, you know what? I, don't I want just you got to back do. from Italy, maybe. I he really did, did, go, yeah. just, uh, did get just back wait, from Wait, wait. Where'd you go? I don't want to get on a tangent. We love tangents. That's what we're all about. We started in Milan. And then we took a train down to Naples and then drove back up. Well, you know, oh, his so son, you know, did, uh, what the 21? Yeah. Uh, that whatever that highway I, is. I don't know it. I've only been once, but I'm going again this oh. summer. So I just want well, to you know, Spencer loves, uh, Spencer really? loves a car. Yeah. Right. I mean, he loves fast cars. So, that. well, you kind of got to watch for a couple of days, how they drive there so that you can, you know, sort of get up Adapt, to speed. Yeah. Right. Right. Be one of the, be one. Oh, because people. I mean, it's, I'm scared. <laughs> I, I'm scared to drive there. I just want to no, take I, the train. I, yeah, yeah. Well, we took the the you know high speed rail down to Naples, and then it was like holy crap, you know. When you're especially in Naples, my buddy told me before we went, he's like, uh, if you get out of Naples alive, then you'll be all right. <laughs> if you get out alive, I love um, it. So we rented a car at the airport, and that's where you started out. driving. It was in Naples. Yeah, and uh, we went into Rome, and you know we had this SUV with just you know packing bags and all that stuff, and all these little narrow streets. And we drove, I drove all the way in and we parked maybe a five minute walk from uh, the Vatican City. Oh. And just walked in. Awesome. And after seeing the driving for a couple of days, it was, you know, mm -hmm. I want to do this. And, and especially the drive up through uh, Tuscany. Yeah. That's... You're taking the back roads, you're taking the, you know, the, the non toll roads. Right. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. So, yeah. anyway, that's, that's awesome. our, our. I may do that. I, I may, because we're going to go to Tuscany and I may drive. 
like you say, out in the countryside. But in Rome, last time I was in Rome, yeah. it was all smart cars and the, the roads are real narrow, like you say, mm-hmm. cobblestone. I don't know how you got an SUV through there, but God Oof. bless. God I don't bless either. You. I mean, I just saw other well, SUVs. Well, you got out of Naples. How many, you how many out times? Of Naples, so I mean, you're alive now, you didn't have to worry. How many times did your life flash before your eyes? <laughs> no, if if you see another SUV, that's over. you're like, I can do this. <laughs> you know, if that guy got in there, I can do it. Well, what and, if you saw another SUV coming the opposite direction? No, no, no. That's Everything is the opposite direction. There are no <laughs> rules in any of those cities. Oh my right. God. It's and the pedestrians just go it's like They told you if you cross the street, don't stop. You step off the curb, you have to keep walking. Yep, that's right. And the, the drivers will go around you, but if you stop, you're gonna get you're gonna get hit or cause anyway, an accident. Back back to baseball. Here we go, back no, to no, baseball. We like tangents. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about baseball. We were at some point. Yeah. Um okay, we were talking about um managing managing parents uh, managing families but this is really about the kids right and the, what i was going to say uh, a second ago was i was thinking about this the other day and my experience growing up is i remember the a-hole parents more than i remember like you know the, the sort of just in the woodwork parents mm-hmm. i had some coaches that to this day i have some you know some sort of ill thoughts about I mean, no, 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 not like that, but just like, yeah, that was pretty shitty. He said that to me. Well, and as you become uh, an adult, this kid or that you start kid. to realization of what that meant. Yeah, as but as far as this conversation yeah. goes, is these kids that were working with the families that were around in, in rec ball, even travel ball, is, you know, the kids are going to remember, you know, a lot of this stuff, and they're going to remember us. Right. For better or worse. So. I think the, the you guys both have this happen to you, I'm sure. The best thing that could ever happen to someone that coached youth sports is when you're in the grocery store and some six foot three kid comes up to you and says, hey, yo, Coach Eric, Coach Jack, Coach Tim. Hey, coach. And they give you a big hug. You don't hey, even coach. know who they are. And then they, remember me, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, Billy from, oh yeah. And you le- it makes you know that you left a positive impression on them. Um, and that's a great feeling. And that's a, really all, everybody that's involved in youth sports should strive to uh, want to have a positive impression on those kids um, and keep those people in the organization and keep them rolling. Well, yeah. if you manage because you know your kids, you know, you're just there as a byproduct of your yeah. kid being there, then you're going to be a fine. But if you're going in there thinking you're, you know, going to change the world. and, yeah. and Well, part of the reason I, I started it with my son, it was after doing my daughter in softball and I was watching, I wasn't the manager right away in softball. Um, and I was like an assistant coach and I was watching the way the coach was teaching the girls softball. Right. And it was a young age. They were like six, you mm-hmm. six and under or whatever, when mm-hmm. she started or eight, you. And, um, I remember this as clear as day, the girl hit a ground ball, a shortstop. And he's telling the girl who hit it, who was on her, he says, run and turn and start going to second. And I said, Shouldn't she be running through mm. the bag? It's a ground ball to right. shortstop, like we, we right. know baseball. But he was he he was about winning because he knew mm-hmm. at that age the girl from shortstop is not going to make the throw, and you need to be on second or go go running for third. And so I said he's not teaching him the right way to play the game. Right. So right. when I brought That's my son over, point. I got involved, and I says at least I'm going to make sure that you know how to play the game the right way. Right. And that's when I started. And T ball, it's hard because, like you say, they hit the ball and everybody's dogpiling. And, <laughs> and then it's a foot race yeah. to first. You right, know, right. It's, but I got to tell you, after doing it for so many years, 
I miss those days. Oh yeah, those where I go. Those days. kids were just—they didn't care. They're having a ball, and even the parents. And were the parents were great. You know, they're then. all just ah with their phones. It wasn't until pictures. we moved, uh, Tim. Until you get it at Thousand Oaks Little League, you're playing t-ball and coach pitch up on like a soccer field. Right. So it doesn't matter. It feels doesn't like matter, a pickup yeah. game in a park, yeah. and there's snacks mm-hmm. after. When you get down to the hub, and you're on a field with bleachers, and there's umpire, like that is when the parents yeah. start going ballistic. Oh yeah. Right. Right, our, that in where we met at Sunrise, it was uh, single A. Yeah. So you had coach pitch and then single A, and that's when they start start giving uh, out standing. championships and standings. But that's, and, you, yeah. They're keeping standings, right? Um, you know, we had you know a couple of Uncle Ricos as um, <laughs> oh yeah know, other managers, and, oh yeah, you know, and it run through the back, through the back. Well, and it's also <laughs> just you know the you know the you know. Going to the rule book and having other kids like pulled out of the game. Yeah, yeah. We, because, we, you know, okay, you're trying to flip innings with these nine year olds, eight year olds. You're going to make one, a mistake. Yeah, well, a couple two. kids mm-hmm. go running into the bathroom or whatever. One kid, my stomach, you know, and so you got to just put some kids on the field. And then all of a sudden the game stops. And the rule book and the rule, and the rule book, book comes, comes out. out. And then they take kids out of the game. Oh, he can't play or whatever. Right. Yeah. He's he's a, already, you're he violating already, section C. Yeah, he already had his two innings in the uh, infield. Yeah, in the infield. Right, right, right. right. He's hey, ineligible to I go, you know what? So. Guess what? The the eligible kid is peeing in the porta potty. So we just thought we'd keep the game moving right. along. That's all. Right. You know? But and yeah, so yeah, amazing. I totally agree with you. It's like as soon as, you know, the fence is there and, and there's, there's bleachers. You know, and then there's standings. There's, you know, this sort of made up thing that you're playing for, which is a championship. And then you get the I versus the team, right? Like, oh, yeah, I stomped so and so. That's just it. It's just ridiculous. You got to make it about the boys. It's absolutely. You got to make it, and you got to make it fun. You got to be positive. That's not to say you can't be, you know, you can be strict. You can, you know, you can. You can also point out we did these positive alliance, mm-hmm. positive coaching, coaching alliance. alliance. They made yeah. us do, and a couple things I took from that. I thought they were very good. I didn't think we had to do it every year because once you do it, you kind of understand. Kind of the same but thing, right? Yeah. They 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 said, hey, the five to one ratio, and that was really big for me. Is you got to give the kid, <coughs> excuse me, five positives to the one negative. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So you, because they're kids, man, and if you come right out and be like you're doing it wrong or, or whatever, they're gonna just go like this. Well, and, and our job, down. right, as coaches and managers, is to ha- help these kids to it, it, not only for them but for the league, help these kids want to come back. Right, that's job number one. I think. Right. Is, yeah, if they sign them, up for next year, you did your job you did your as a job. coach. Right, that's 100%. right. But that's encouraging them. That's the that's the five to one. That's running up. Hey man, I love mm-hmm. the way you got in front of that ball. I love you made a great throw on that play. You know, you, you, I love what you're doing. The energy's great. Next time, just come charge it a little right. bit. Don't sit back on it. Come get I, it. Okay. I, I, I love it. I Let's love go. That. I love that, Jack. I had a I had a kid that stopped the ball with his face by yeah. accident. Said so next and time I use said, the glove. I said, yeah. hey man, I love how you stopped the ball. Just next time, you know, glove instead of face. Yeah. And everybody, including the kid, was dying to that's laugh. It. And the umpire said, boy, I like your style. And I said, well, you know. He did stop the ball, <laughs> so head in the know, right preach, direction. Uh, preach uh, effort and attitude. Yeah. That was my big thing too with the kids. Is I just I don't care how good you are if you come out with a great attitude and you give me your best effort. Which means you're trying. Yep. You can do no wrong with me as a coach. Oh, agreed. Yeah. So agreed. Yeah, I mean that kind of leads into this 
topic is, is playing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little league playing time, club ball playing time. Everybody should play. Um, I've had this conversation with other managers or even coaches that I was coaching with is, you know, everybody signed their kid up. Everybody paid the same fee to right. get here. Everybody gets to play. Um, I know that the, the regulations change as they get older as far as, you know, innings on the infield it's, and, and. Well, you know, I played, I played, um, we, well, we, there was this guy that uh, we used to play against at Sunrise that would, once we got to majors, he would, you know, you only have to play the players two, in, two defensive innings, right? And he would, he would have his worst players only playing two defensive innings. And I would make sure all of our guys would play four innings. And I remember him saying to me, oh, you, you know, you don't have to do that. You could play, I go, you know what? Um, I believe that win or lose, these kids should get the same experience. I don't, the stud should get the same as the kid that can't catch as well. And, and we, we beat him in the playoffs every year. <laughs> and, 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 and I was so happy, not because we won, but because we, we were putting out the right message to the families and the kids in the league. That is, that is you're here to play, not to watch. And, and as Tim said, everybody's paying equal dues, but also, how does that kid feel after the game if he played two innings? Everybody else played. You know, the the studs played six, and the middle of the road guys played four, and you only played two. How does that make you feel? You know, and not we have to put ourselves in the kid's shoes when making those decisions. Yeah, and I, I've I've seen Jack. I've seen your teams, and you play everybody. That's and great. You play everybody. At least it, it appeared. You know, you, no, I do. I do. I I think it's important and. I, the kid remembers Tim. Like mm. you can have a kid who's yeah. not great, and he might make ten errors over a span of games, but he's going to make a one play one time, yeah. and he's going to remember that forever. Nagel, Nagel, and, and it will also boost his confidence that now he knows he can do that. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, you also have an obligation, I believe, to the team to to the players on the team that you want to compete. Oh, hundred percent. So I don't, I don't want to maybe say, hey, if we're playing in the championship game or whatever playoff mm-hmm. game right, right i'm gonna play the kid all season but in that game the kid's still gonna play but he's probably gonna be a little less or a different position because i do want in that situation right but over the year i give these kids a chance and i also want to put kids in a position to succeed right i don't want to put a kid out there who's gonna fail and fail miserably in a big yeah, spot you don't want to because they're the, gonna remember that yeah, as well. Yeah, very true. Very. Oh, good the point. kid has ne- just got his glove. He's never played baseball, and and it's he's twelve. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna throw him at first base right right away. Right. right you know, right. unless he's you know some right. you know gifted prodigy that right. Hey, look what I can do. But um, yeah. who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Those but, are the gems you find sometimes. You get a kid, <laughs> literally, you get a kid in the twelfth round, and no one knows him because he's new. And you're like, "Wow, this guy can play. Yeah, he could have been a right. third rounder." <laughs> well, we've had that happen before. Oh, for so. sure, yeah, yeah. Or they don't show up for evals, but you right. kind of know who they are, or or maybe they're just, you know, they don't show That's up true. for evals and they come in and they're and some, they're good. Yeah, and they're really good. Yeah. You know, they played in some other league or something. And they right. Come in with, right. Well, I know we had. Uh, That's how I would always get Eddie. Right. Because he would never show up. And to I trance. Had, and we I always him. knew better. Yeah, I always just kept my mouth shut. Well, I need to get, you know, yeah. that's where we're back to the rookie managers, right? Two or three come here. Well, this kid didn't even try. He must not be any good. And you just hush up and hope for the best. And then eventually <laughs> as you Take go through go through the division, well, once, once other coaches to, start poaching your life. Well, once you, know, you get to so. majors, there's no more secrets, right? Everybody knows everybody. Every yeah. once in a while, but by that Although point. Although you do have kids, and I've seen it happen, is that you have kids who are really good in Acorn 1, Acorn right. 2. 
and then they regress. Yeah. And then you got kids who have seen this happen in Acorn One, Acorn Two, and they are terrible. And they get really good, right. and now they're making an all-star team. And you're like, so, and that's the thing: kids will um, develop at their own pace, right? And so that's another reason why you want to play people. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why you want to have. And I, I think Toll's a great league. I think it can do better with. They don't have a fall ball program to yeah, keep kids, to keep kids to playing. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and oh, early right. on, when it's not sanctioned play, and you have a lot of kids in those lower divisions, I believe that they should have. And I think they did it this year: multiple All Star teams, because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're doing; is you're keeping kids playing baseball in your league. In your league. And right. if you don't, you're going to have the parents, and rightfully so. So listen, if there's only taking twelve kids, or whatever it is, thirteen kids, and you got enough to have twenty six kids. Do it. Right. Because you're going to keep people involved and wanting to be there. And if you don't, yeah. they leave. And then. Well, you know, Sherman them. Oaks and Encino do a good job of that. They've got. Um, I had. Silver last, and gold. Yeah, they something. have. They have three or four different. Um, you'll edit that out. <laughs> we just had a little sirens in the background. We are in Southern California. We are in Southern California. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Sunday. People. <laughs> Sunday fun day. Right. Go to brunch. Have a margarita. <laughs> uh, anyway. So they have a. They've got three. Almost three levels. And. Um, I, I uh, was the manager of the Sunrise All-Stars, and they say they want everybody that wants to play gets to play, and I th- think that's great. We don't have quite enough for two levels at Sunrise, but these guys have three levels at each um, each league set, uh, Encino and Sherman Oaks. So yeah. shout out to those guys for letting yeah, everybody play. Yeah, before it's sanctioned play, there's no reason not to have multiple teams. Right. No reason. 100% agree. And what happens when, um, you know, those kind of – what we were talking about before you came in um, was what happens, you know, like you have relationships that you, you know, all these kids come up together. And like you're saying, you have um, enough for like two all-star teams, you know, how does that affect relationships and things mm, like that? When you're, you're choosing those 12, um, you know, like in, in somebody that might've been on the all-star team, you know, up until, you know, say they're 12 or 11 or 12 and they just fell back. They're not really an all-star They don't make it the next year. But the parents are assuming they're just going to be there. So that's the big thing is the parents, again, back to the parents. It's always going to come will, But I will tell you is that at at Thousand Oaks, you don't select the all-star team. The kids are nominated by the coaches, Mm -hmm. and then they are all voted on by all the other coaches for sanction play. The manager has like two spots or three spots that they get to pick to fill out the roster. So – I guess when you get to that point of it, mm-hmm. that's when it might come into play where, you know, a relationship you know, might make the difference. It might, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I believe, too, you're also trying to fill out a roster for what you need for that season right. to, to compete at that all-star level. Mm-hmm. So, hey, if there's three kids available and I can only pick two, you know, what do I need do on I that need team? Do, do I need, I need right? yes, yeah. exactly. Do I need it's, another it, arm who can pitch? Do I need someone really, who can run, really who's got speed? Do I need a bat? Do I need a left-handed bat? Mm-hmm. Do I, what do I need in that situation? Because it's a puzzle. It's not just, you know, parents will get mad and say, my kid is better than that kid you picked. And, and I've, we've all had those conversations. I've lost, I've lost friends. I have to. Oh, yeah, I've, I've lost friends. And that's I've had terrible. the other side where I've had people who are understanding and get it. And so, you know, I like that it's a vote in on and all the coaches yep. vote. Um, you know, Sunrise does. That's yeah, what I was going to ask. Yeah, you Sunrise about. does. And yeah, Tim and I were talking about this the other day. They vote. Last two years, well, the not kids. only the kids get to vote. Oh. 
So so peers. let's say there's let's say there's five over there. Yeah, well, I don't know. Do you get into like friends though? That's my buddy. Well, I'm here's how they here's how buddy. they wait, Jack. They, they have yeah. they have so so let's say there's six managers and majors, right? Mm-hmm. Each manager and and the coaches all get to vote, and so the kid vote is so let's say that's um oh you know six times three is eighteen, right? So there's eighteen manager and coach votes, but then the kid vote is counted as the nineteenth vote, so it's the nineteenth. Um, so it's not it's not going to, and, and you'd be surprised how uh, accurate they how are. accurate they well, are. Well, the honesty, you right. know, right? This kid should be there, right? Well, we had we had a, we had a kid that um, you know led the league in home runs, but was defensively he he just he wasn't up to par at any position, and he was one of my players too. And you know, I'll tell you, his dad was was furious with me because I didn't. He knew I, I didn't tell him who, how I selected, but I didn't select him. I'll be honest with that now. And I said, look, he hit home runs. If I'm reviewing it off of the third and fourth best pitcher on every team, he never hit him off the aces. So so he's never going to hit them off, the, off of that. And, and he's just he's a really big kid. Yeah, he's a really he's big like kid. a man among boys. And you just swing that lumber. Right. And he's like, right. He was swinging the lumber. And go. that's all he, he could do when he got to higher competition, you know, we moved over to West Hills and we draft, I drafted him cause I, I liked the kid a lot, but he, he, he had two hits the whole season. Mm. Right. So, and I, we had the conversation later and he, now we're, we're fine, but, um, that was a tough conversation, you know, oh, and, yeah. and I thought I lost a friend over that, but, um, Wags, uh, Westlake all-star, uh, or, um, Westlake, um, girls softball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, um, that's the one over <laughs> off of, uh, uh, What's that street? I forgot what. Uh, oh, Lindero. Lindero. I think it's off Lindero. They, but they for for their all star selection is they have a committee of parents outside that aren't huh? parents of the kids there that they watch the games and they vote on the all star team. So it has nothing to do with coaches or families. That's, it's that's completely great. objective. Like these are the best thirteen by this committee mm-hmm. from what they see with smart, no bias. Smart. Again, I, I, you know, there's probably a bazillion ways to do it, and none of them is. are going to be perfect. Nothing's but, perfect, yeah. you know. You get, and I think the way Toll does it is good. I do, um, and sanction plays tough because you only get 12 kids, and there's, right. all, and even if you got 13, there's going to be that. There's always that kid on the cusp who he could be there. Mm-hmm. We could, but you have to draw the line at 12 or at 13 or at 14, whatever the number is. Right. You have to, because that's because that's just, the that's the rule. You have to. I think the hardest part is when. That scenario we talked about, I had that come up where two of the kids, it was right after the COVID years, two of the kids that were all-stars were not all-stars. They were all-stars at 11, but not at 12. Oh. And the reason was now those kids, those some of those uh, studs came back and were playing. And I knew that was going to happen. Both sets of parents said, do you think my kid's going to be an all-star? And I told them, honestly, I don't think so. I, I only have a little bit of the vote. But I'm telling you, based on the kids that came back, it's it's not likely. And one of the reasons was they were planning a vacation, you know. <laughs> and I just had to be honest with them. I don't I don't see it happening. And I kind of talked to the other managers just to help this family know if they should plan their vacation or not. It was tough, but you know, you do what you got to do. As much as I love coaching, I did not like all star coaching. Ah, the worst. It was too. <laughs> I was wondering about it that. Was you too, know. It was too. Yeah, it was just too much for me. I, I really enjoyed the rec ball. I enjoyed the bulldogs, the travel team ball. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed all that. But the all stars with the formality and the rules yeah. and the and the having to deal with it all, I just. 
you know, I'm, I'm so happy. It's you know, over. we. It's it so anyway. funny that you bring up the Bulldogs. That's actually our next yeah. topic we wanted to ask you about. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the Bulldogs and how it represents the league, how it affects the league. Yeah. So from what I understand, um, and it was brought to my attention by uh, Alan Thompson, who was the former president mm-hmm. before Chris, and um, it was Bulldogs was was started um, from these All Star family teams that wanted to keep their boys playing after the all-star season ended. They wanted to keep those mm-hmm. boys together. Right. Right. So they play all-stars. Was it June through July or August? If you're lucky. And then it shuts down. Well, what they wanted to do was keep those teams together. So they started the bolt thousand Oaks bulldogs. It would be that all-star team and they would continue to play August, September, October, November. Right. Shut down, come back. And so that, the next year for all-star team, they were more cohesive. They had mm-hmm. this extra time playing. So that's right. how it originated. Great. Love it. As you see now, what happens? People defect. Yes. People go. So I said, listen, you need to open this thing up to, to not just the all-star, but to whoever wants to come try out for, yeah. for Bulldogs because all you're doing is keeping them involved, developing players, and you might find the next – Kid who's going to make the All Star team right. through this program? Which, because by it's the more way, than we just did a we ten did. minute tryout. You know, it's right. They're, 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 they're getting yeah. some development, and yeah. get, and they're playing with the better kids, and they're getting the reps. And you're playing in a you're playing in a travel league, mm-hmm. which we all know it's a it's a step up. You the competition. The you, That's right. we, little, you know, it's yeah. funny. We had it was started really with the Bulldogs, but then Sherman Oaks had a team out of out of their little league called the Sharks. Okay. Uh, or the flying well first it was the sharks then the flying tigers or vice versa and then that made encino and sunrise and northridge all have teams so now um once that was established and every league had their own kind of travel team then we'd have tournaments just against each other even if no one was holding a tournament right and so so and then these would happen during the summer when it wasn't you know um it wasn't all-star season. It was after all-star season so that they could keep playing. And that just kind of carried on through. And most of these, most of these uh, leagues now do have a team like the Bulldogs. That's what um, we know about baseball too. It's all about getting reps, especially oh, at that young age. You got to keep mm-hmm. playing. You well, got to get out there and do it. We were so very true. bad. Hey, we were really bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see his face, I'm but telling I you. I will tell you, I'm so proud of those boys because we got good. And we competed. And by the time we went to Cooperstown, we were competing with some great teams. We won some games. And if that would have happened three years, two years ago, it, it would have been a completely different story. Oh, oh, so uh, the hard would have been work a quiet pays, plane ride back. The hard work, the hard work pays off. It does. It does. And we know baseball is a game of failure, right? Not like other sports. Well, yeah. And just to your point, they played together for many years together. You know, maybe yeah. some came in and left sure. or, you know. Uh, but they're ready to go by the time you're 12. You know, by the time you're 11, 12, and and you're like a this nice little oiled, well-oiled machine. Once right. they started winning, they got their confidence, oh, and that yeah. was the one thing they were missing was their confidence. Okay, but yeah, ha- it's a it's a funny thing. You, you don't have confidence unless you win, and you don't win unless you have confidence. It's, yeah. it's right. So going through chicken the, and the egg theory. Right. right. Going mm-hmm. through the growing pains and learning and failing was so instrumental in that team blossoming and getting their confidence and having a little swagger. And it, it was so great as a coach, fun. as a coach fun, right? yeah. to watch the arc. It was, it was like one of the most rewarding things for me as a little league and a, a coach in, in youth baseball. That's for beautiful my son. Thing. It was awesome. 
So I hope I hope other coaches can experience oh, that. I, I hope you're I, not I, just I, stuck on one end. You either win all the time or lose all the time. You have to have the the whole spectrum. It's great. That's true. Um, I wanted to pick your brain on that note of travel ball, rec ball. We always Tim and I always come across this this um, topic, right? We talk about it ad nauseum, but. Um, how do you feel? What's your opinion on playing year round and when kids should, ta- when should they take a break and how long should they take a break in your uh, opinion as a, as a dad and as coach? Yeah, as coach and a dad, because yeah. I'm sure Nick has other things he wants to do. Okay. You know? So right now, yeah, there's other things to do. Right now, Nick's on a break. We got back from Cooperstown in August and he hasn't played any baseball since August. Yeah. And it's the first time really. Since, you know, I don't want to count T-ball and coach. Pitch, yeah, that's but, not. But getting into that acorn two season where they're what, putting some torque on the arm. And, they're like nine. Yeah. yeah. And and he and my son's a pitcher, too. Yeah. As, you know, yeah, all so, three of our sons. Right. Are, so you, you have to rest now. that. Now, thing is, everyone that I've talked to and I hear talk like when we were we had um, Mark DeRosa. Right. OK, he was our he was our spokes guy at, at uh, All Star Village in Cooperstown. He said, listen. Growing up, it was baseball season. We played baseball. Then it was football season. We right. played football. We put the baseball away. Then it was ba- – they, they played all different sports when they came to – Mike Sosha, same thing. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Keys says, hey, baseball was baseball. That's all we did. When it was over, we put it away. We never touched it. These are guys who went high yeah, level. right. So the more I'm hearing that is, hey, they do need a break, not only physically mentally. but mentally. Right. Mentally. That being said – you let their arm heal. They're going to come out, I think, throw stronger. You know, they're going to just have a break. And when they come out, they're ready to go again. They're not burnt out. Some kids who are really good that play year round get burnt out. Yeah. And they, then by high school, they don't want to play anymore. It's true. And you know who's making them play year round? The parents. And, and the, the you know, these people that are. The money. the, for putting, the yeah, yeah. Putting together it. these club that's teams it. with the promise of. That's uh, it. You know, development and and you know and better, winning winning tournaments. Yeah, and, and you know, please, with the Cracker Jack ring. Right, right. And it's it's all this marketing that that you know you need to you know just do it you know play year round you know never never take a break because your enemies out there working you know this whole well you know there's a kid uh, my older boy is uh, 13 and his friend uh, you know he said hey you want to go hit and he said well you know. I'm taking the next two weeks off because holiday break just started um, for LAUSD. And he's like, no, no, I, I don't deserve a break. I didn't hit well enough in the last tournament. And and I, I told him, I said, well, that's his dad saying that that's not him. You know, right. he, he no kid would say that of his own volition. He would have somebody, some adult telling him. And I had the kid in my car because I was like, I'm right home. And I said to the kid, you know, his, oh, we'll call him Billy. That's not his name. Yeah. I said, look. Billy the kid. Billy the kid. I said, <laughs> You know, you know who's take. You know who takes breaks. I said Shohei Otani, you know Mike Trout, Aaron Bryce Judge. Harper, Aaron Judge. You know, got to get a Yankee name in there. Yeah, got to. Well, he right. only takes breaks when he's hurt. Yeah. Oh, hurt once. So I, I said, and if you talk to these guys, you watch them interviewed, the the importance of the mental and physical um, reasons to take a break. So I said, you you you, got, you need to take a break. And what do you take? You're taking two months. Three months. Right. You're not taking a year off. Right. You know, and I think I think part of the problem is a lot of these parents want their kids to get scholarships or want them to go so far or they're only playing one sport. They don't do anything else, mm-hmm. which I also think is a problem. Like, listen, go do multiple things. Right. You're you're eight, nine, ten, eleven. And there's ways to do multiple things, too. For example, uh, my 13 year old that he plays 
in an intramural football league at his middle school. It's fine. They, they have a season. They have a championship. It's flag football. It, it doesn't interfere with, um, cause he's a, you know, in his head, he's all he could do is baseball. Right. But I told him to try it and he loves it. And I'll you tell know? you, if he's throwing the football, it's going to build arm uh, strength when he throws the baseball. Absolutely. And if he's running routes as a receiver, it's going to help him run in the and, base and, pads. And, and it, it makes school more enjoyable too. You know, you got something to look forward to. Um, and, and I, you know, yeah. stretching out different muscles too. That's right. right. Different Things you learn in other sports yeah. will translate and help you. Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even the strategies, even the, you know, you might be playing football or basketball and something clicks mentally about the competitiveness of it that you can carry over into other sports. Like Spencer really took a turn by doing martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got confident and he also was like, oh yeah, you can fake people out. You can, you know, yeah, you, right, can, you, know right. you can, you know, work on this move and this is going to happen. You know, the whole dominoes fall sort of mentality and martial arts is great man i got my black belt when i was uh you know 19 but it taught me that confidence and discipline Mm -hmm. those are two big things yeah that was one of the reasons we asked spencer to do that and we had some friends that were doing it he didn't want to do it but you know spencer has always had a confidence you know he needs that little he needs a boost you know from or lack thereof and now yeah yeah, he he doubts himself a lot and um you know he completely you know, he was bigger than all those kids anyway. So it was like it was like Kramer going. He's in. taller than me. How tall, how tall oh, I'm is he? I'm dominating. I'm dominating. He's five uh, eleven now. Yeah, so, I would have guessed yeah. six foot. But he might be six. I, I don't know. He's I mean, six foot. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's gonna be tall I gotta do too. this to put my arm around. Yeah. Him, so he's, he's he's big kid. He's um he's gonna be tall. Lanky. Yeah, yeah lanky. that's good for a pitcher. Oh yeah. He, his fingers are like half his hand or fingers. He's he's he can spin that ball, man. He can, but his thing right now is it's. Speaking of other sports, is is F one? He wants. Well, to that, that's what they did. They were visiting. They visited the Ferrari Museum, didn't you? That was one of the reasons. You know, that was one of the, the uh, things that were on the schedule was to go to. The Ferrari it's so funny. Museum. My kids are all into F one right now. Are you kidding? It's so funny you said that. <laughs> they know all the drivers. And oh, all I know, the yeah. I'm like, what do you got? Like, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Spent the, he, the drivers are on a well, you know, first name basis. You know, he's like, well, Richard Hamilton. Right. You know, Richard Hamilton. I know all these guys too, and I was like, I would have never. You know, since I was a kid in the '70s, my dad watched it. Right. After that, I have no idea who's been racing, right. and now I know everybody. I went to the Long Beach like Grand Prix in '94, uh, years and years ago. And so you know what we're talking about, right? No, I do. I, I, I think '94. I, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. It was. It was. But it, it's amazing to see how freaking fast those cars are. It's it's like you're, you're like I would kill myself driving that thing. But no way. Oh well, yeah, we go up to Monterey Car Week every year, and um, last year we did the uh, reunion at Laguna Seca, and you're standing right there, and these cars are you know yeah. coming around. Yeah, and then the this, rev of the engine, man. Well, the, the rush, sound is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a it's like the only thing I can equate it to is if you've ever gone to like an air show. That mm-hmm. that sound of the engine roar, but it's very similar, honestly. Right, the speed, the sound, and I was we were like ground shaking, this chain link fence or whatever, and I go, and we were on a corner. And I'm <laughs> like, this fence is not going to hold <laughs> no, that car. No Somebody comes around that yeah. corner, and I'm like looking Five for the thousand exit, pound race you know, car comes through but there. But he's got he's, he was taking you know we had paddock uh, yeah. access, so we're going right up to these cars. That's you got to so go cool. up in Nicky Lauda's car. That's his favorite driver from you know back in the day and 
That's awesome. Yeah, this that's is what so. these kids have. They have a passion for other things, and that's okay. Rather than baseball, yeah. he's it's actually, more than okay. We as parents we and coaches, encourage that. Yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. Instead of saying no, you got to you got, you can't take a break because you didn't hit well, well this you season. You know, right. years ago, you know what I mean? Years ago, uh, one of one of the kids uh, had a had a birthday party at Magic Mountain, and my my son, who's a very diehard baseball guy, he wouldn't go because we had a game. I'm like, you got to go, man. You got to go. So I forced him to go. I said, I'm not going to let you on the field. You got to go to your friend's birthday party. And he had a, he had a freaking ball. Good. And, you know, I, and I told him, life is going to pass you by. There's going to be other baseball games. But your friend's only going to turn 10 one time. And you get to go to Magic Mountain for free and have a blast. And so it's so, so important for them to do other things, really. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting if Nick and Spencer are on the same team. It's all going to be F1, right? right. <laughs> They're going to pull up. <laughs> Spencer's got hey, his... We'll have a good pitching staff. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll, they'll be able to hit, too, a little bit. So So I have a question for you. Nick's Jack. a good hitter. What was yeah. your absolute... Hey, you know what? I, not for what I saw. I mean... <laughs> What was your absolute favorite memory from Cooperstown? Give it to me. I'll I'll, I'll share with you what mine was after you tell me yours. You first. And I'll just sit here. And, just and Tim will just sit well, there and might, moderate. This might be a little selfish, but for me personally, I think it was just getting to go to the Hall of Fame with my son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was such a great moment um, to see. I don't have you. When you oh, went, no, no. You saw the, you saw the, yeah. you saw the movie. Yeah. Oh, the movie. Will and bring, I started if that crying, doesn't bring tears to your eyes. I, I, I got to tell you. Oh, my God. Everyone should experience that. And it was, for me... The, the Lou Gehrig section of the film was just... The oh whole thing. God. It was phenomenal. But, uh, you know, as far as playing the games, it was a grind. Staying in the yeah. bunks, it was a grind. But it was fun. I wouldn't trade it for yeah. the world. The, the kids had a great time. It was it was fun. But but going to the, the Hall of Fame with your son, for me, was the icing on the cake. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say... Twofold. The first one was absolutely the Hall of Fame. Sitting there with both of my boys, my younger one and my wife, we all went together and watching the movie and watching even the little one, who was probably five or six at the time, just, you know, glued to the TV. He's going to be a bigger problem than your older kid. Oh, God. Yeah. He's the youngest one. Yeah. He's he's even more. (laughs) If it's possible to be more of a nut than my older one, Dante, he, Jeremy is definitely. He's definitely, he's a candidate for that. Yeah. He can't play wiffle ball without there being a score and a. Pitch count. It's competitive. Yes. Oh God. Good. It's disgusting. What's your but, second? Tell me your second. The second for, one yeah. is involving the two boys. Um, Dante walks up first at bat, right? Um, and it was raining, but mm-hmm. it was barely raining. You know how that that yeah. that weather in Cooperstown can just shift. Great. And um, and he told he 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 told his little brother, "I'm coming up to bat." And he goes, "Oh," and he's on the fence, hanging there. He's hit a home run for me, Dante. First pitch. Crack looks over at his brother and points to him. Love it. Right over the fence. And then him and because we had about four or five siblings with us that age, they just sprinted, got the ball in the reins. I got your ball, Dante. And it was just a me and my wife were like almost in tears. It was yeah, it's a little special moment. moment. I love it. That he hit it for his brother. And on on call, he says, hit me a home run. He does it. And he, there you go. It points at him. I and, love it. And, you know, well, the, for even for Dante, you know, your first game in Cooperstown. First the, whole, first the whole Yeah. The first, yeah. The whole build up to getting there and all yeah, that. Yeah, and it's right. like, are we going to be good enough? And are we, you know, all the things you go through when you're yeah, thinking. Yeah. First pitch, too. It just. All these kids wanted to hit a home run. We had about three or four kids hit a home run. My son did not. He was hitting good in, in the, the rec ball season, and then he went in a slump. He did not hit well in Cooperstown at all. But he pitched a gem. One game, he pitched a, a really good game. He pitched, like, one run, six innings. It was great. 
Awesome. Did he have he had really good memories for that? A great time was. Yeah, I mean, just being with the with the teammates, with yeah, his friends the at this point, they've been together so long. Oh right, yeah. right. You yeah. know what I mean? That was a. It was. You guys get lockers and everything out there too, right? The kids got their own like. I don't know. I didn't stay in the bunks because um, I was just a parent. I there's no I lockers. That place was a pigsty. Which oh, really? what, were you oh, at? Shit uh, everywhere. What, what are the two ways? <laughs> all Star Village and um, Dream Dream Park. We were at Dreams Park. I yeah. Think. yeah, we did All Star Village because they had um, air conditioning. Well, I think I That's think when my little one goes we're gonna do all-star village because i you know there's also like amenities that are a little oh, yeah. bit better there you so know. cal ripkin is running it now with the owner or one of the owners from the um washington commanders right and they're putting a lot of money into it yeah so i heard I that i think that's, over that's the next awesome. i don't know eight ten years it's going to be well and the other um, places go in the opposite experience. direction um they're not putting enough money into no. it or you know so so it seems cal ripkin man he's definitely great for baseball oh yeah yeah, great, when I, that was the first when I, you know my first team managing was a t-ball team, the Rockies. Yeah, and you know when they asked me to manage, I was like, oh my god, wow! I, <laughs> I went and bought the Cal Ripken book. That was yeah. the first thing I did, and I read that, and that's kind of been you Ripken know, baseball, man. Yeah. I think Billy Ripken has a lot of online too uh, drills that I actually got mm-hmm. uh, for the the young kids. Right, just you know footwork, fl- you know all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're really great. Really for good. Just, putting resources out there for not only the kids, but the adults, you know, and then the whole mentality part of it, which, you know, falls into what we're talking about. It's a game. It's a, you know, you got to rest your brain, rest your body, you know. Right. So like you said, game of failure. Yeah. What, what, in in what other sport can you shoot a basketball (laughs) and make 30% of your shots? You'll never even make a high school team. (laughs) Right. right? Um, But, but here you're a hall of famer. right? That's right. So it's just knowing that, Failing 70% of the time is good <laughs> versus uh, all other sports, right? Can't can't complete 30% of your quarterback passes and think you're a good quarterback either. So just to give folks rope. So like the experience in Cooperstown, let's reel that back into the local level. And yep. you, I, I guess I just, you, you and um, Phil did like uh, Friday Night Lights, right? Yep. All right. Um, we did, you know, when our first experience with Friday Night Lights was fantastic, it was like every league should do that. Um, was that uh, something that was happening before you got there, or or did you just kind of volunteer to to take that over? Or um, they kind of just said that they needed someone to do that mm-hmm. and kind of piggybacked it with the equipment manager job because that's you know not too difficult so we're like all right listen we'll, we'll you don't do have it. much responsibility why don't yeah. you take this you got we'll nothing going on just but um it's a it's a great thing and i the kids absolutely that was love it right um i'm sure the little kids love it but more so the kids who get to play oh, in sure. the game it is the highlight of their total experience sure. from what we've seen and um, yeah, it's I, two years we did it, and we had to run the pitch hit and run, the MLB pitch hit mm-hmm. and run that we did before. Right. It's a great opportunity to get the whole league out there to participate, and you have that sense of community, and then right. bringing those little kids up to warm right. up with the bigger kids, and kind of see, hey, if you stay in the league, this can be you doing this one day under the lights, and so it's it's very powerful. Yeah, and at that age, the little kids—I mean, when the twelve-year-olds, eleven, twelve-year-olds are like full adults to to these baller kids you know right. it's like they're you know they make heroes you know that season you know having 
like some of the T-ballers or Coach Pitch kids, you know, like they're surrounding the older kids and they're asking for autographs and stuff like that's that. That's so cool. It's special. And my son was lucky enough to be on both ends of it. He was the younger kid oh, very cool. doing it, and then he was the bigger Super kid cool. doing it to kind of pay it forward. That's awesome. But the environment, besides the generators yeah. <laughs> like in your ear, um, it's yeah. like base, there's nothing like baseball into the lights. No, and that's part of the experience these kids really love. Yeah, it gives just, it that major league feel. Right, right, really right. That's what it is, right there. Right? It's the vibe. The air is cool. The grass just has a different, it's like, different. sort of thing to it. And right, right, right. Well, to me, that it's the mixing of the two worlds. Right, you, you'll you, you get the the MLB feel because of the lights and the cool grass and the everything that goes along with playing at night. But but you still don't. It does. The community aspect from what you get from Little League is there, and it's all together, and that's what makes it so There's cool. some pageantry involved. Well, and in the thing too, is, because know, it's the only game going on, so usually right. there's all the fields are busy, but on Friday Night Lights, it's one field. It's that yeah. is the game, and you have everyone from all across divisions, especially the younger teams are there. They're all there to watch the yeah. game. Now, the real young ones, they got to take them home because mm-hmm. it's late. It's late. That's yeah, what we sure. did. But, but with, you know, the, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. We had one of our. Uh, I think it was Coach Pitch Kids. Like he was our bat boy for the whole oh, that's game. So Everybody cool. else left. That's but very he cool. was serious. Too, he wasn't man. sleeping by the fourth. <laughs> no, no, he was into it. it. You know, he had his helmet on. He'd run out there and grab the bat, and he's making. You yeah. know, he was serious. He was like, you know, he was the you know big responsibility for him. Love that passion. Yeah, and you know, after the game, I you know during the game, we asked all the kids to sign the baseball, and we gave you know we gave them a little signed baseball That's to take so home cool. after doing that. So cool. That's, That's so what cool. it's about, right there. That kid's coming. Awesome. That kid came back and played next year. I'm oh, sure he did. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I tell you, the, something about the, the 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 lights being under the stars, you know. With, with those uh, generators, <laughs> but that's part of the experience too, right? The generators. Well, not if you're trying to like. <laughs> not when they're right behind the dugout and you're breathing in those fumes the well, whole game. And it's also to, by the fourth inning, and you're trying to think through all of this. Yeah. You know, you're you're still trying to manage a baseball game, right, right, and, right, and all right. you know the kids and. Right. You know, the generator in your ear. And like, <laughs> That's the one game, too, you just kind of let, especially the second-year 12-year-olds, the second-year major kids, If they're, you got to let them p- get an inning of pitching. We try to pitch all our pitchers because that's a one-time thing under the lights. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to give them an opportunity. So we kind of, Philip and I kind of talked about, okay, listen, you know, we did two years of majors, so they had two opportunities. The first year we let all this, the second-year major guys, they got the pitch. Not our pitchers who were 11 were going to play majors again next right, year because they're going to get it next year. So you let them go. So the you, opportunity to stand out there in the middle. And, that's right, because yeah. that's the only time they're going to get to do that. Mm. That's awesome. Such a short window, guys. I mean, these kids, and that, that's what kind of gets me, too, with the parents. It's like, you don't understand. It's from like six or seven years old to 12 or 13 is the window. It, it is the it's, window. Poof, it's It gone. is, and, and you You'll not get that opportunity to spend that amount of quality time with your with your son, daughter, and or and their friends uh, again. So <clears throat> let's let's close with. I want to get a love to get a closing remark from everybody on if you could before say, you go that that last thing you just said yeah. about with their friends. Yeah. Like now, like when I see yeah. these kids, and I'm not that far removed from right. it, but I know a lot of the kids at the right. middle school. I know, right. you know, so I see these kids yes. and they mm-hmm. still have a, Hey, and they say, Hey coach, coach. like you said, yeah. coach, and it's like for life. Right. 
And, but it's just uh, great. Now plus, all these, these kids, kids that you've known since they were piling yes, up on each other right, and t-ball right. and all to that. To watch and them now grow. And they're like young men. They're like young men, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, uh, you know, we came out to T.O. Um, from Sunrise. Um, but a lot of those kids that I remember from Sunrise were on the same club team that they all played. Yeah, this, and these are kids that I hadn't seen. You know, and they're walking and in, their voices are all deep and they're all, you know, six feet tall. And they got their phone out, you know, they're, <laughs> they went through the change. They went yeah, through the change. Angelo and, and uh, <laughs> Angelo with his girlfriend would always yeah, be there. Yeah, girlfriend you know? comes to the games, right? And, you know, Dante, my son, he broke up with his girlfriend. I'm like, what'd you do that for? He's like, I told her I don't have any enough time to, to hang out with you and do baseball. <laughs> I said, kid, you're, you're all right. So let's, let's just kind of go around and get if closing remarks or advice to, um, uh, parents that that aren't involved and want to get involved. Why don't you go first, Jack? Well, now that you're retired, yeah. You know. uh, I mean, I think I think if you can get involved, you should because, like I said, it is such a short window, and the time spent is valuable, right. invaluable. Um, and it was a special time for me and my son. And I, I realized when it was time for me to stop, right? Which I think is another important point it for is. other parents and coaches to know. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Close I remarks. From Jack. I, mean, I, I just got to say, not be like, a dick. yeah, it's like your kids there to have fun. And I got news for you guys, as good as they may be. Very they're not going play. anywhere. Right, <laughs> I love you, but they're not going anywhere. Well, so have fun, play the game, develop. And listen, if it happens, that's awesome. Great. But don't make it the end all be all. Let your kid have a childhood and, mm-hmm. and let him enjoy the game and if they have a passion for the game, they will do well and go farther. Right. But let them have the passion. Right. Don't let it be your passion. Right. Agreed. Which is tough sometimes, you know, because if you like I'm growing up loving baseball, you know, it's I, I have to really be able to be aware of that line of not talking too much baseball at home. Right. Um, you know, he's got his own interests. and See what they want to talk about. Right. Well, Spencer is going to be pretty quiet <laughs> for, for half an I got to tell you he something. Doesn't like to talk. Before, before, before I get your final <laughs> statements, me. Tim, on the uh, on what you advice you would give to parents, um, Tim comes back from Italy and um, you know, has lived, lived with Spencer his whole life, right? And he said, uh, you know, uh, I uh, the trip was fun. I go, yeah, how so? And he said. Actually, really got to know Spencer. <laughs> he came out of the shell a little bit, the, you know. Well, you're in the car with him driving from Naples, right? To, to for those Rome. of us that know Spencer, we I like. Oh, oh, okay, you know, it made sense to me. But if you didn't know Spencer's personality, it would make you laugh. Like, what do you mean you got to know your own son, right? Yeah, but I mean, oh, it was man, true. That was, so that was funny. an honest thing. I yep. said to it. I as soon as it came out of my mouth, I thought I started laughing too. He, he, he would laugh before I did. And I said, "Man, that's but, funny," but. Those of us that know Spencer know is a, a a man of carefully picked words, right? So all joking aside, yeah. though, that's an important moment. No, it is. is being able is knowing it is your son and listening, right? Or daughter, whoever right. your yeah. child, yeah. And so that's a that's a big thing. Oh no, it was awesome, and you know, to the your point about uh, it being a short window, or yeah, you know, yeah. is you know these guys are 12, 13, 14. We're gonna be. You know their their own lives are I need are some ahead mon- of them I now. need some money, Dad. That's- well, yeah, but it's it's like you know, hanging out with your parents is is going to you know we were all there, right? You know it's it's just they're gonna start. I haven't. You know, My daughter's fifteen. Oh well, yeah, you're already <laughs> there. Up in so. a room. Not, yeah, this is what it is. So like right. the window is yeah. 
closing. And right. I know it's he's next, and pretty soon she's going to be off to college. Right. And it'll be me and my wife again, right. empty nesters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. then, then I'll be playing softball in the 65 and over league right. well, on two, Tuesdays, league, Tuesdays right? at 12 noon. <laughs> Rolling up in our right. wheelchairs to practice. Uh, and it's, Yeah, and then everybody goes to uh, oh, you know, the early bird lunch at Denny's afterwards. Right. That, you know, you or hear, it's going to be dinner at that point. You can hear those you know? sirens in the background. They're coming to take one of us away for limping or something. Any closing remarks, Tim? Yeah, don't be a dick. I mean, thank you, Jack. I mean, it's we've all had those parents on our team. Um, but it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna complain and you're not volunteering, right? You know, and and like you're saying, you know, we're volunteers, and right. I've I've gotten it from parents over the years who don't get that. You know, they think you know we should be John Wood, you know, or or. You know, Tommy Lasorda, Casey Stangle out there. <laughs> right. It's like, no, we're volunteer. I the only reason I managed was because I said yes, <laughs> empty-mindedly. <laughs> right. I'm signing Spencer in for evals. Would you be able to manage? Yes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Where do you know? Where's a sticker? And I put a sticker on, and I never thought I didn't think of it until you know I got that call, and I'm like, oh crap, right? You know, I want to see. I'm curious how I'm going to do in the stands this year because I've always only been there coaching. So. I think because you've been coaching, you'll do fine. I think so. You know, you know what it's like on the other side. Yeah, but hopefully you get a good manager. Because, you know, because we sit. No, I, I've done that two years now where I'm just watching. And um, oh. the one year was the COVID year and we're all in the outfield. That was a great year to be a manager, though. Oh, I bet. I was going to say that was probably great for you guys. No parents but, um, around. It was wonderful. So we're sitting way out there. And um, Spencer had gotten on a team that just was not going to play him. Um, and you know the, the kids that, which is ridiculous. Well, I mean, the kids, you know, the kids that came before, you know the the guys that aged out last year. Remember the the tens that won the state champ. You know yeah. there was a lot of good players yeah. in that that age group. Um, but it was predetermined by that manager that he wasn't going to play any younger kids, except his own. And um, so you're sitting out there and you're just watching your kids sitting in the dugout for you know five of the six innings. Oh, Eating that, yeah. That's ridiculous. That one was tough. Last, you know, other than that, I, I love sitting there. You know, our kids play on the same club team, yeah. or yep. they did. Um, yep. You know, and all the parents just, you know, John, you know, just talking about baseball. And that's right. that was one of the things we talk about by doing this was, you know, let's take that conversation in the stands and bring it, bring in, it in front of some mics. Right. Um, yep. Yep. But what was the question again, Eric? Just closing <laughs> remarks for advice to parents. And you, you mirrored what Jack said. You said, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. I think we can um, all agree on that one. Yeah, we can. I thought, you, I thought you might edit that out, but now, no, it's, we now, don't edit. now no. it's gold. No, no, no. Um, just enjoy your kid's childhood, you know? Yeah. Watch your kid running around with other kids. Takes me back to when I was running around with other right. kids, you right. know? And I just grin. I smile. It yeah. makes me happy. To see him running around just being a kid. What did I tell you the other day? Um, uh, so my youngest one is nine. When when he was maybe seven and a half, eight, the sprinklers accidentally came on in the middle of a game, and it was a, right. it was a fall ball game, so it was really freaking hot. And they just they and someone them. said, "Go get him, turn them off." And I said, "No." I said, "These games don't count for anything. Let them have their moment." And so my in addition to don't be a dick, I would say, remember it's a game. And these are kids, and don't ever forget that. That's that's and and the advice I would tell the parents to their kids and coaches that coach these kids is this. And I, you've heard me say this before, Tim, but um, 
I always say to the kid, hey, uh, don't ever let somebody tell you what you can't do. Show them what you can do and just don't quit, you know, and and that goes to the coaches rotating players. And like you said, Jack, you never know who's going to be good this year from year to year. Um, and just always remember it's a fresh season, a new season and give every kid a shot. I second that. Yeah. yeah. And just not in baseball, but just in, in general, being an adult yeah. in general, when you see kids, you were a kid once. That's right. Made we all came up like they did. We all, you know, whatever growing pains or, you know, just whatever they go through, we went through, you know, in our own path. Right. And if I'm sitting there, you know, I hear some adults say, oh, I hate kids. You, you know, it's like you were a kid, right? And you know, oh, they're stupid kids. What? You know, don't call them. You know, we were all there, so don't be a dick, Eric. Be, let's close with that, Tim. I was dick, never stupid. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you, yeah, Jack. I know. We'll you said, close you with said the, we were all there. Say that. Say that one more time. No, no, no. When they I call them, mean. yeah. When they call them stupid For, kids, it's like no, no. they're not stupid no. to begin with. They're just you know, they're, they're just kids. kids. They might do some dumb things, but I can tell you, I did some really dumb things. Growing it's up, learning so. and growing, and that's 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 life. So and and to close, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Jack say it one more time. What, what's that advice? That one liner for the parents. Oh, don't be a dick. Okay. Yeah. And with that, everybody, Thanks. thank you, Jack, for being on the pod, the third to first podcast. Absolutely. And, um, it's a lot of you fun. know, we, we, Thanks for having ha- me. Appreciate listen, it. We'd love to have you on again. You know, it's just three guys shooting the shit, talking yeah. baseball. All right. All thank right. you. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Make sure to visit our website. Go Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out.